Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy. We're going to be talking to Darren Till and Boyan Velichkovich. They're fighting each other at UFC Rotterdam. I think it's one of those fights that's really flying under the radar. And man, these are my favorite editions of Half the Battle. When we get to talk to both guys that are fighting each other, we get to get that inside look. Kind of like we did with Jason the Kid Knight and Chas Skelly back when they fought. The only difference here is... This fight between Darren Till and Boyan, I don't think they're going to stand and bang until one guy falls, kind of like Jason Knight and Chas Kelly did. But what I do think is that this fight's going to be a serious chess match. For real students of the game, they're going to love this matchup between Darren Till and Boyan Velichkovich. And when you hear their mindsets, when you hear about their different approaches, I mean, it's just so fascinating what these two bring to the game, man. The winner of this fight is going to emerge on the cusp of the top 15 in the UFC welterweight division, so... This is a very big fight at 170. So we're going to talk to Darren Till and Boyan. But first up, Darren Till, here we go. Joining me now is UFC welterweight contender Darren Till. Darren, welcome back to Half the Battle. What's happening, boys? It's okay, yeah? Oh, man, we're doing amazing. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Training hard, isn't it? Man, it's, uh, it's great to have you back in the UFC. You know, I mean, those two years uh, you took off, we all missed you. We all wondered where you were. You came yeah. back in flying colors. Uh, it must feel great to be back, right? Yeah, it does, mate. And it feels good to have another fight booked as well, you know, so close after my last fight. So, uh, yeah, like, you know, I made a big bang in my first time in the UFC. But now, like, it's like a second bang for me. So I'm, I'm just so happy to be back, mate. Let me ask you about your approach, you know, in terms of your fighting style. Because a lot of people call you a Muay Thai guy. But then when I see your stance... You know, it's not traditional Muay Thai. Can you kind of explain to me your stand-up style? Well, yeah, I, I, I am, like, from traditional Muay Thai. That's what I've fought all me like, and I've fought a bit of boxing. But, uh, like, I've switched up my stance so it's more adaptable to MMA because if I just had a traditional Muay Thai stance, I would get taken down a lot. I would, thai fighters are, like, slow fighters. They fight very slow. They, they throw one-kick combinations. So... Basically, I've changed my style. It's a bit more planted, a bit more fast on my feet with my movements. I've always had really good movements, so I've switched it up to like a lower base, but like a fast, twitchy base. So I think it's one of the, my stance is one of the best stances in the MMA right now. Now you have an affinity for that left hand shot. Now a lot of people have compared yeah. you to McGregor in that sense. What is it about that left hand shot that you like so much? It's just. I'm just, you get certain types of southpaws, and like, you know, if you could make McGregor as an example, or myself, we're different, like, I've always considered myself a very, very intelligent fighter, like, uh, I always find a way to figure out some of the guys stand up, how to beat that, you know, that style, whether it be kickboxing, taekwondo, so on, and, uh, you know, I, I, this this has been my style since I was, since the early days, I've, I've always... Like, I've always had a great left hand. I've had, I've, I've had a great eye to see openings with it. Also with my left kick and, like, my whole left side. My right side is really good as well. But, you know, I haven't really needed to use many weapons at the moment because no one's no one's pushing me so far. You know, my last fight, Jason, you know, he's a good fighter in that respect. But I didn't really get out of first gear. It was, it, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful. It was an easy fight. It was an easy win. It was, it was a good comeback win for myself. Let me ask you this, man, because, okay, so you were coming off a two-year layoff, 
And, you know, when, when you try to make 170 and you haven't cut weight in over two years, you know, things will happen. And, uh, you know, that fight, I'm going to say, even on your worst day, you miss weight and you still win by 30-26. So does that go to show that, you know, when you come in at your best, you're going to be sleeping dudes left and right? Yeah, like, you know, it was a bad weight cut because it wasn't bad necessarily that I was really drained. I was drained, but... Just because of the long layoff, my body wasn't used to cutting that much weight anymore because I've always been a big weight cutter ever since I was a kid. So, like, you know, on the day of the fight, I, I still had to cut weight because they agreed a weight, which was 85 point... I had to weigh in at 85 on the day. And I wasn't 85 when I woke up that morning, so I had to go and train a bit, which I've never done. So, you know, I trained the day of my fight, and I still fought like that. So, you know... Uh, when 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 my weight cut's good, which it will be good this fight, and you know I'm I'm a hundred percent. You know, no one no one will be able to stand with me. And just to tell you, no one will be able to take me down. Me 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 wrestling defense is too good. And man, this fight that you're fighting now, I think this is the best matchup that you've had in your entire UFC career because this kid uh, Boyan Velichkovic, you know. He is a bit of a point fighter, but he's a smart fighter. He finds ways to win fights. Even when it looks like he's lost every round, one judge scores it for him. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. So how do you feel about this matchup? He's a stealer. It's a good matchup. I I like the matchup because, as you said, he's an intelligent fighter. I also consider myself the most intelligent fighter. So it's going to be good to see what he comes with. But still, you know... You know, I think in my head, what's he gonna do? You know, on the feet, he's not gonna phase me. He's not gonna, he's not gonna touch me. And you know, his double legs are—they are not. They're no Tyron Woodley. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I—I uh, I can, I can keep this fight standing, and I can really, really hate him with combinations, and I can put him away. I know I can. You know, he's a good fighter. Respect to him, but. I, I, he can't deal with me. I'm too good for him. So, I mean, do you basically feel like you're going to cut off the ring and not let him do his volume style, which he is known for? Well, it doesn't matter really what he does because I don't mind going on the back foot or I don't mind going forward because I can fight the both ways. I can angle. Everyone's seen how good my angles are. So, you know, he's going to be hitting fresh air. He's going to be throwing things that aren't really going to make effect, which the judges will see. But every time I throw, I'll be making an effect. So, you know, it's a, it's a, I think it's definitely in my percentage to this fight. I, I'm, I'm so happy about it. Do you think that this is a fight where you can get back to your knockout ways? Yeah, I really do feel like I can knock him out. I'm with him being a southpaw as well. Like, he's made for me. The left hand's there, the, the right hook, the right body shot, the left low kick, you know. It's all there for me, this fight. Oh, so you like that southpaw versus southpaw matchup? Yeah, I love it. I, there's nothing I like more than fighting a southpaw. So you told me you're currently in the UK for this for this camp. Now, are you done with Santa Catarina, Brazil, or is this just for this fight only? No, it's just, you know, I want to switch up. My, I don't necessarily say camp. In my striking coaching... The, the, the structured training here, I, I felt like I needed it for, for these fights in the UFC now. And, you know, me, me coach and master here uh, at Team Carbon, is, he's just got such a good mind for fighting and how he pushes me. Like, you know, I go far, as far to say, you know, 
I am one of the hardest workers in MMA. Like we work so hard in the gym. Colin, my coach, pushes me to the limits. Like he really does. Like you know, you see guys now like Connor, and he always says like he's confident because of the work ethic. Ethic. You know, like if you could get a bunch of cameras in and like just film one of my Tuesday morning sessions. You know, a lot of draws would be dropping because it's real, real hard work. You know, it's it really is. Now, I know earlier in the show you mentioned the champ, Tyron Woodley, and I know you're a guy that visualizes your career. I know, obviously, your end goal is to be the UFC welterweight champion. So when you think about the current champ, how do you think you'd match up in a fight with him? Uh, well, my goal is not just to be the UFC welterweight champion. My goal is to, to be the champ, to beat the contenders, to move up in weights, get other belts. My goal is to be the greatest fighter that's ever lived. That is really my goal. But, you know, considering, you know, Tyron, I can't disrespect who he is and what he's doing because he's winning all these fights. He, he, you know, he's come, he's come from a long background of wrestling and he's built himself up. Respect to that. But, you know, like I've seen his last fight and, you know, he was getting caught with left hands by Damien. Now, no disrespect to Damien, but Damien's not the quickest on his feet. Now, if I was to fight Tyron, he, he, he gives me one chance, which I don't think he would, to land the left hand and then the right hook after it and the left leg kicks. You know, he's going to sleep early. That, that's an early night for Tyron, and I know it is. And I'm only young, you know. He's, you know, he's a man. He's, I'm a man myself. He's older than me, but I could put Tyron Woodley away. I know I could for, for a million percent. He would, he would get in such panic mode if I hit him. Such panic. Not a chance. Now, in your last fight against Jessen, was it at all a blessing in disguise that you got to go the full three-round distance? You know, coming off that layoff, you got to get all that time under your belt? Most probably, yeah. Like, uh, you know, you've got to see it the good way. A lot of people said, oh, you, you could have put him away. You know, could I? He was tough, you know. But that three-round was good. You know, my body's had two years off. You know, I'm just getting my shape back. You know, I'm in great shape, of, you know, when I take me top of a look at all my hard work. <laughs> and like, so it was good to get the three rounds in. And if I get the three rounds with Bojan, that's no problem. But, you know, I know I can put Bojan away in the first two. And I know for a fact. And I mean, I know you're prepared for anything. But when you really visualize this, when you really think about what's going to go down, what do you think is going to happen when you and Bojan Velichkovic get in the UFC's well, octagon? I think he's going to try and strategize against me. I you know, I, you know, everyone knows who I am right now, and everyone's like, you know, knows about me striking. It's been considered, you know, well, I've been considered one of the top strikers in in UFC. You know, people say consider me like Conor. You know, I'm not. I, me and Conor do have a similar style, but there's fought like this for years. Conor has too. It's just, you know, it's it's a coincidence that we've both got great count. Like, I think he's going to try and get a three-round win, like, try and take me down, steal around, you know, try and, you know, as you said, work rate, but, you know, his work rate to, to what I'm going to be doing is just totally different because he's going to be trying to, you know, if he's throwing jabs, he's throwing kicks, and I'm just, I'm landing as soon as he's doing that shit, and, you know, I, I'm going to waste time when he tries to take me down, I'm going to just hold him, make the ref break, because if there's a fucking, if there's a counter there for me to take him down, I will get it because my wrestling's underrated, I can wrestle, I took the guy down last time in my last fight, Jason. So I see this fight in my favor. Is this your first time taking on, you know, I'd say a high-level point fighter? Uh, no, because I fought Ty many times. So, 
you know, not really, no. It's just... Bojan, to me, is like a B-class Muay Thai fighter, which in, in England is is when you're starting out, when you're like not a beginner, but you've had a few fights. That's that's what I consider him. And I consider myself one of the best strikers in the world. So, you know, take what you will from it. Now, do you think that people underrate your your ground game? Because, I mean, you've been taking some of these dudes down out of nowhere, and it's very beautiful technique. Yeah, well, it's not that. It's like, you know, for me, for me, I, for me to be the greatest, I have to, you know, I, I can't just be this striker and, like, since I've like started MMA, I've focused totally on my wrestling, on my ground, and I've focused on things that work for me. Like I've got long limbs, so I can pull off triangles. My leg lock game's very good, you know. And I've got a great single and a great double, and I've got great hips to defend the wrestling. So you know, not that it's underrated, but just people haven't seen it. You know, I fought in Argentina against a veteran, an Olympian, uh, Guillermo. His name was and. No, he didn't take me down once, so it's not that it's underrated. People just haven't seen it because I'm not giving them the opportunity, you know. I want to ask you about one of your training partners back in Brazil, uh, Gleico Franca, because I think this kid has so much potential. You know, I saw him fight my friend James Vick, and he went out there. He put on a great fight. How long until he's back in the big show, man? Because I think that kid has a lot of potential. Well... Glyco in my Glyco's one of the hardest workers out there. He's totally dedicated to his diet. Everything he does is hundred percent. The guy's the one of the nicest guys I've ever met as well. And you know, he, he was in the UFC, but he won the tough and then he, he had them two bad fights. He put it down to weight himself. You know, I put it down to bad weight cuts at lightweight, because the guy's bigger than me. So like that and then obviously some things in his training need to be changed up. But yeah, I He's just signed for Pancreas. I don't know whether you knew. So he's he's in Pancreas, and he's always saying how much he wants to get back to UFC. And you know, if if you believe and your dreams are big enough, you can do it. Definitely believe like he can get back in the UFC. But he, you know, he's just got to start taking out some heavy names in, in outside the UFC for him to get back. That's the way to do it. You know. Yeah, definitely. He will find his way back. Well, Darren, it's been a pleasure, man. Before before we go, it's going down. You and Boyan Velichkovich, UFC Rotterdam. If it were up to you, how would this fight go down? If it were up to me, I'd come out and I'd snap his jaw off his chin in the first minute. But, you know, you never know. It could be the first minute. It could be, you know, a three-rounder would be great. A three-rounder with a nice 50, 50 G bonus. So let's see what happens. But... I'm coming to win. I'm coming to take over. You know, that's me, mates. I'm the greatest. <laughs> well, Darren, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the no Battle. Problems, it's always a pleasure, my man. Let the audience know where they can follow you on social media and any message for the fans. Go ahead. Yeah, you follow me on, on Instagram, until 2 Follow me on Twitter, same, until 2 Me Facebook as well. It's a... It's personal, but just send a friend, friend request. And, you know, I just want the fans to just appreciate me striking because I'm bringing, a, you know, I'm bringing real high-level striking. So just appreciate me and appreciate the ride while I'm here. That's all I can say, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm not fake, I'm true. So, you know, that's it. Yeah. Joining me now is UFC welterweight Boyan Velichkovic. Boyan, welcome to Half the Battle. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, thank you for having me. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Uh, How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. Just came back from uh, from my second training session today. And uh, about to have some lunch and take some rest and hit the gym again. Nothing much. I mean, when I'm in camp, uh, my days are pretty pretty similar. 
they look pretty much alike. So just doing my thing. I know you've been in Colorado a while, but you know, how is that elevation training for you? How much does that help your cardio? Um, I, I can feel a slight difference when I'm like, when I'm fighting at a sea level. Uh, but just like training wise here, I mean, I don't feel anything. I mean, I feel normal. Um, this kind of condition is normal for me. Uh, I feel when I go to, uh, I went, uh, I mean, I fought this year, uh, at a sea level. So I kind of felt like just good. Uh, like I have, like my lungs are, I mean, like I can breathe, uh, even when I'm really tired, I, I can feel that I, I'm breathing normal. Uh, I was uh, a couple weeks ago at Florida in Miami and I was training jiu-jitsu and I was like, even though training in a gi that usually like gasses me out, I was just fine kind of like uh, training like every other day. So, When was the last yeah. time you felt tired inside the octagon? I don't remember, to be honest. I think it, it's been a while ago. Uh, maybe uh, my last fight here in Denver. Uh, oh, not, not the last fight, actually. Uh, the, my, um, my fight here in Denver against Gilbert Smith. At that time, I was training at American Top Team uh, Coconut Creek in Florida. And, uh, and I came out here to fight uh at a rfa show uh against gilbert smith and uh and i did all like even though i just like i flew a couple days before the fight i did all three rounds against the guy who's like from denver and uh and i like we were both really tired uh but uh i think like since then after that fight i moved to to colorado and uh, and I've been training since then here for my for my camps, uh, for my fights, and I don't think I haven't been tired since then. Man, it seems like it's been paying dividends because you know you watch some of your regional scene fights, and then you watch you in the UFC. It's a completely different guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's been like it's been a couple of years too. I kind of gained uh, experience, and uh, and I learned not to like not to spend too much energy when I don't have to, like uh, when I'm not in a in a position to finish the fight. Or, uh, like before, I was just kind of like young and reckless and I was like, I was pretty much being like a car that has uh, a hole in a tank, you know. I was just like uh, pissing out my energy uh, even when I didn't uh, really have to. Uh, I kind of learned to... Uh, to uh like to use my energy very rational and uh and i also uh train here uh at a high altitude so i think that like brings a little bit a little bit of a better composure too and uh and i think it helped me a lot in my career you said you were wild and reckless early on but when you watch you in the ufc i mean very composed very calculated you can tell you're a thinking man's fighter so how did you evolve into that style I mean, I was always kind of like uh, fighting smart, but at the beginning, I was just like, ah, I mean, it was like super exciting to me. I also changed a couple things. I mean, at this point, I think like uh, like small things uh, help help a lot. Like before, I would, I mean, it maybe sounds silly, but I, I realized that the big difference that like I used to go uh, walk out to my fights 
uh, with some like music, like Prodigy or uh, like the Prodigy or something that like pumps me uh, a lot that kind of like makes me go crazy. And I remember like I would I would come to the cage if I didn't even start and I'm already kind of <laughs> like my 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 heart rate is probably already like 150 and my like and my adrenaline is kind of like killing me. Now I learned to like to uh, I usually choose uh, like a little bit slower song, but it kind of like that I listen through my whole camp. It kind of keeps me motivated and keeps me going. It reminds me of everything that I went through, uh, through that camp, uh, getting ready for that fight. Uh, I mean, I think it comes also uh, with like, you know, as you're getting older. I was 21 when I started uh, fighting MMA. Now I'm 28. Uh, so, I mean, I gained a little bit of experience. I kind of, uh, I also, uh, I also realized since, I mean, when I started fighting and my first fight in the U.S., when I moved down here, it's been six years already. Uh, I travel a lot by myself, and uh, I kind of uh, kind of live by myself. I have a roommate, but we kind of don't don't see each other a lot. Uh, so I have a lot of time to spend with myself and kind of to like dig deep inside myself and realize who I am, what I like, uh, and I, I mean things are kind of getting to. Uh, to right places at the right time, uh, so I think it just like helped me uh, as I, as I know myself better. I know uh, I know how to compose myself and how how to get in that cage and to be really like calm and composed and smart and you know uh, everything that kind of helps me win. Now you mentioned how you know you used to get really hyped up. You'd walk out a prodigy, and by the time the fight started, you'd already be gassed out. Let me play devil's advocate for a second here. Now that you're training in Colorado, do you feel like you could do the same thing and uh, maybe have cardio for all three? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna try out my next <laughs> fight because I already kind of chosen my walkout song, and it's not a prodigy. Uh, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of pacing myself good. Uh, my last fight was really tough. I had a guy who was uh, I mean, people say that I'm big welterweight, but that guy I mean, that guy was just like big and strong. Like uh, I remember, uh, like first clinch uh, that we got into, like the guy I kind of blocked him from uh, from going to a takedown, and he just like picked me up and walked with like walked with me all the way to the fence and just took me down. I felt like that guy was just uh, like just big and strong. And uh, I felt, I mean, if I was just going to muscle out with him all three rounds, uh, I know like he would probably beat me, but I paced myself good. I think I had a good movement. And uh, I think I, me and my team, we chosen a good strategy against him. And uh, I think the the win came as a big accomplishment, not not just uh, my accomplishment, but also uh, my team who kind of helped me uh, get ready for him and uh, and do the plan as we uh, do everything as we planned. It's a massive accomplishment on so many different levels. Firstly, Kelvin Gastelum and Albert Tumenov both fought this guy, and they were close three-round wars, okay? You went out there and you knocked the guy out, but what I really want to know, Boyan, is... So it was one-to-one -one going into the third round on two of the judges' scorecards. 
Right yeah. then and there, you had to make a decision because who knows what would have happened if you would have lost that fight. But you went out there, you connected yeah. with the left hook. We'll talk about the dance in a second here. But you connected with that left hook. You got the knockout of the night. And now you're in the UFC. You're here to stay. How big of a moment was that for your career? Uh, I think it was a huge moment too uh, because like uh... – I mean, even that knockout and, and dance that you mentioned, uh, I think uh, it was just like big thing uh, considering like uh, recognition that I got after that. Like when I came back, uh, I mean, Denver's huge. Uh, like uh, I'm kind of not, not a huge name, but a lot of people knows uh, about me when I go back to Serbia, where I'm from, because I'm kind of one of the first uh, guys uh, from Serbia in UFC. The newspapers give me attention. The TV uh, put me over there a lot. So uh, kind of a lot of people recognize me on the street. Uh, but here in Denver, I mean, like, it does, the city is huge and not, not too many people pay attention about it. But, like, after, as soon as I came here home, like, people started asking me at a supermarket, hey, are you that guy, like, who... Uh, with that crazy knockout, I saw like it was all, all over ESPN, uh, Fox Sports One, Fox Sports. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was a really a great thing. Uh, other other than that, like it was it was really tight. It was one and one. That's how me and my corner looked at it b before the third round. Uh, but I mean, if you see the if you see that fight again, uh, and if you see what me and my corner talked. Be before starting the third round, we we were ready to go. Like we knew that uh, Musoki against Gasolum, two fights that you mentioned that he lost, uh, Kevin Gasolum and uh, and Albert Tumanov, he won both of that fights first round. And then as he was like, because he's like just colossal, like the guys are just like big and strong. The 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 longer the deeper he goes into the rounds the the more tired he gets and for me it's opposite i usually like i pace myself to go like this the whole fight so my corner told me just when when you hear a green light that means go that means like you know it, it's time and uh and when the like third or four minutes started like when we were already two or three minutes they're like go go now is the time so i was just kind of like patiently waiting and uh and we worked on that uh, on that hook a lot. Me and my uh, me and my striking co coach Sean, uh, we kind of like practiced it a lot. And it was just, I mean, sometimes it needs like this much and to like get a little bit lucky. And I mean, he connected me to uh, in the same like it was an exchange. He landed a right hook, I landed a right hook, but like he was going in my power. He was going like uh, with, with his head. In my in my punch, and I was like uh, going back because I was throwing like hook like this, and uh, I mean I landed it, and it was really like it made it that it's definitely one of the best moments in my career so far. Now, I mean, I'm sure you've watched the highlight reel over and over, but when it was actually happening in person, what was going through your mind? Uh I don't know. It was unbelievable. Like you, you don't see that, but like. Me and my corner, we know that like this happened. As I punch him, I was like kind of going back, and I kind of like stumble when I hit him, and I like for a split set, like 
that's maybe quarter of a second. But my like my eyes just like crossed and I saw my corner like this and like <laughs> like go and I just like look at him and saw like he's like you know going he's about to fall that like he's stumbling and I just like ran over there and kind of like finish finish the job. Uh, I mean, a lot of people is like making fun of that, uh, like how they call it, chicken leg, uh, chicken dance or yeah, yeah. whatever. I don't like to make fun of it because for me, uh, Nico Musoki is a fucking warrior and he deserves all the, uh, like he, he gained my respect, uh, not just for this fight, like in previous fights too, but in, in a fight that he, he did it with me. And that dance just shows that even though like he was knocked out, he was still trying to fight and stand on his feet. So for me, that's like, that's, that's something really respectful. That's something like really worth of, uh, of respect of every person, especially, uh, from me, because I know how much power and how much force I, I, I put in that, uh, put in that hook. So, uh, that's about it. Yeah, no, I mean, Nico Musoki is obviously a very respectable guy. If he wasn't, the win wouldn't be such a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, and especially in his hometown, man. The, it was the, the crowd was going crazy cheering for him. I, it's, uh, I mean, it's uh, Eric, uh, Erickson Glover Arena is, can fit, I think, 18,000 people. And I think it was like 15,000 people at, at the moment when we fought. Uh, so it was like, it was crazy to knock out their favorite in a, in front of the 15,000 people. It was just like crazy, you know, the, that, that, that's probably going to be one of the, when it comes to like crowd and, uh, the whole madness is probably going to be one of the highlights of my career. And speaking about fighting people in their hometowns, I mean, you're no stranger to this because you took on Michael Graves in Atlanta, Georgia. And I mean, you know, you know, people say he's from Florida, but he's actually from Atlanta. And you know, the whole yeah, yeah, I know that. I actually, I mean, I, 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 I've been his training partner, so I know that that that's his hometown. Uh, that's where he actually grew up at. Yeah. Now, oh, I didn't know you guys used to train together. Yeah, yeah, we we trained. I mean, we knew each other three years before uh, before I moved down to uh, to Denver. Uh, yeah, we know each other really well. We kind of train a lot together. So is that why you were able to kind of know what he bring to the table? Because when you stuffed a lot of those takedowns, I was kind of like, wow, no one's ever done that to Graves before. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest, like, uh, I think, I mean, uh, we didn't, I think we didn't train that much, uh, like, uh, striking together. Uh, maybe just a couple times. But I know that, like, his style is very unorthodox and he's hard to catch with the with the punches he moves he doesn't like to strike he's not very comfortable exchanging strikes well i mean like we could also see that in a fight but uh his takedowns and his grappling man like uh are really good like he's he's wrestling and he's did to game his own point and uh and to be honest, I didn't do very good against him in the gym. Like uh, I, I don't. I think I never took the guy down actually in a gym. And we wrestled a lot, and and we did jujitsu a lot. Uh, but I, I, I got a takedown in a fight, which was like, for me, I kind of like set myself like these little goals. 
that like he was the guy who I know that like watching studying his fights for the like when I when I was in in training camp for that fight, uh, they said he never been taken down in the octagon, amateur or pro fighting. Like he never like his takedown defense was one hundred percent. And I said I want to take him down. You know I I want to be the guy who's like gonna take him down first. And I did it. Although like I, he's a much better wrestler than me. Uh, but at, like that was my thing, and that was kind of my like a, my little accomplishment. And I almost finished the second thing, da- second takedown towards the, the end of the third round, to- towards the end of the fight. Uh, but I mean, he surprised me with some things uh, in a fight. Uh, also, it was uh, that was first fight against former teammate, and his like his whole corner, all three coaches were my coaches for three and a half years. And uh, and when they were st- telling him, like, it was so funny, but they were like, oh, okay, he's uh, like he's moving his his hips on the left to replace a hook. Like, dude, like, I mean, most of the things that I knew at that moment is the things that they taught me. So they, they kind of knew they could predict every, like, every, every, uh, everything that I was doing in the ground to like get myself out of, uh, out of the bad position when he was on my back. Like they were just like, I mean, he's very good at that, but like, he's very good at maintaining back mount and kind of like, uh, working towards the, uh, submission, which he showed in his previous fights. But, um, I mean, and that fact that like his corner knew everything that I that I kind of do on the ground that kind of helped him a little bit too. Uh, but I mean, very interesting fight, very tough fight. Uh, it was uh, I got I got tired in that fight too. I was lying before actually, and now when you mentioned it, uh, I think I was really tired towards the end of that fight too. Now at the end of that fight, were you in your corner sure that you got the first and third? Uh, I kind of, I, I thought I, I did. I, I think me and my corner, we both thought that, uh, that I got first and third, but then like, you can never know, especially like fighting in his hometown and, um, like he's, uh, was he undefeated? Yeah, he was undefeated. I mean, he's still undefeated because that was a draw. I think yeah, he yeah. was seven and zero or eight and zero. And I was like, you know, he's from Ultimate Fighter. He's young and up and coming. Maybe he's going to get a little bit of better edge at the judges. Uh, considering that it was a close fight, maybe they want to, maybe they don't want to give him a loss for, uh, you know, for, a, but like, I don't think, uh, honestly, I don't think, uh, I think two judges scored 10 uh, 8 second round for him. Uh, he did spend, he did spend a lot of time on my back, but I don't like he didn't do a single punch. I, I didn't feel like he was close to to tap me. Uh, so I mean, I wouldn't give him 10-8 that round. But uh, again, it is what it is. Uh, I'm I, I learned a lot from that from that fight, and I'm happy with how my life and everything goes from that point. So I'm definitely not gonna complain about it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those situations where around that time, that was just when the new scoring got released. So people were giving out 10-8s, like, like to rounds that weren't 10-8s. They just wanted to give them out for the sake of giving them out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was just one of those situations. But, man, 
Now you're taking on Darren Till, UFC Rotterdam. This is going to be a hell of a fight. Now, I know you're a very smart guy. I know you're a game planner. I mean, how, how's it been game planning against those left side shots? Because we know that's what he brings to the table. Uh, well, you'll see on the you'll see on the, the September second. But I'll tell you the I, I tell you that I'm very excited that I'm fighting Darren. Uh, he's a he's a hell of a fighter, young and up and coming guy. Uh, very successful, um, very confident. Maybe too maybe too little bit of a confident. Uh, maybe we can say uh, arrogant too. Uh, but I like it. I mean, I, I like taking on that kind of fighters um, because even though they're confident and they're, uh, they believe in themselves, I believe my, in myself too. I work hard for my goals. Uh, my, my goal is definitely to, uh, to defeat him, to defeat him on a September 2nd, and I'm going to do my best to do so. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be an exciting fight. He, he's, he has a really good uh, striking, really good left hand. Uh, he showed that he's really good at uh, defending shots too. Uh, he hasn't been taken down a lot uh, in his career. Also, I know uh, the place where he trains in Brazil at uh, Marcelo uh, Brigadeiro's gym. Uh, my gym from back home, my jiu-jitsu gym from back home is affiliated with them. Uh, so his coach, Marcelo, uh, was coming a couple times uh to teach a seminar, and I know they have a good ground game. He didn't show that much of his ground game in his previous fights, but he didn't spend that much time on the ground either. So I would I would like to like dig and see a little bit of a dead side of him, uh, see how uh, how well-rounded he is. Uh, not just because I think that's my only opportunity. Uh, I think I can I think I can handle his uh, his striking game. Uh, he's elite striker, but uh, I think I can. I think I, I'll bring a good striking to a table too. Uh, I think I can. Uh, I can. I think I can stand and uh, trade punches with him. Uh, but you know, let, let's make it an interesting fight. Let, let's. I like to. Uh, I like to to dig in all aspects of MMA. As I said, like even against Graves, who's I know that it's elite grappler and wrestler. I wanted to take him down and, and just try to see where I am, you know, against that kind of guy. So why don't test Darren, who's uh, who's also uh, uh, who's like a good good striker, uh, but we don't know his ground game. So let's let's see let's see how how's that gonna work. So tell me about your approach and your mindset as a martial artist, because you know someone could label you as a point fighter and I would actually mean that as a compliment because you know if you're if you're betting on a fight you know if you're a betting man you can't always rely on someone to get the knockout you need someone that if it goes to the judge's decision I know that we're going to win the fight you possess those qualities tell me about your approach uh my approach is uh it's going to sound maybe crazy uh because we're training like very how how most of the people see it very violent sport, uh, which I think it is in some way. But my approach is I'm just competitive. I just like if I I I compete to outwork you. I want to make a better result. I want 
that I look better in the eyes of the, of the crowd and the judges. If you if you punch me or kick me once, I'm gonna try to uh, like punch you a couple more times, uh, like in every exchange, or I'm gonna try to like hit you and not get hit. Uh, I'm just trying to outwork you. Uh, I also. Uh, I just like to win. I just like to win, and I'm just very com competitive. And I think that comes like from uh, from the way that I grew up. I just grew up in a in Serbia, uh, or I, I was born and raised in Yugoslavia before uh, before the war, before the civil war, and before the country fell apart. Uh, but we were just competitive kids. We didn't have uh, we didn't have a lot of money. We were under sanctions and embargo because our country was in war. Uh, we didn't have PlayStation at that time and all that stuff. We were just like uh, playing soccer, playing basketball, playing uh, volleyball, um, doing like uh, hunting and all that stuff. It was just like who? Uh, I mean, sometimes when we like when it's a bad weather and we cannot play any games, we would get together at a. At, at somebody's home and we would like compete who can do more push-ups like when I when I when I or like pull-ups when I when I talk with people here like they they didn't kind of do these things like when I say that I was able to do more than 100 push-ups when I was in elementary school or uh high school that like that's crazy to some people but that's what we were doing we were just like we were making each other competitive uh, that's pretty much what I was doing my whole uh, upbringing, and um, and I'm very happy that I kind of built myself into that mentality when I was young, and uh, that became part of my of my daily routine. I just I'm just competitive every day, and um, and I cannot wait to get in a in an octagon on September second, and uh, you know. And try to uh, not try like do my best to defeat Darren Till. What does it mean to you to be the first Serbian fighter, not just to compete inside the octagon, but to win inside the UFC's octagon? Uh, it definitely means a lot. Uh, that was that was one of the things that kind of gave me a drive to come here, to move down here, and uh, you know, one day to become first Serbian in UFC. Uh, me and Boyan Mihailovic got signed in the same time for the same event, but like uh, he didn't, he couldn't make it for uh, for some reasons. Uh, he couldn't compete on the um, fight night in Croatia card. Uh, so I was the first Serbian who kind of stepped in an octagon and uh, and won the fight. Um, but it means a lot to me. It's it's a big accomplishment because. Uh, man, I, I gave up so much, and I and I left my family. I left my school. I was on a, I was on a final year uh, in a college for a hotel and a restaurant management business, uh, and I left my school and everything because I got opportunity to come here and do what I really want to and what my dreams are. Uh, so and to be able to like accomplish that big of a goal and to become part of a UFC the biggest and the best promotion in the world it's kind of huge accomplishment and uh yeah i mean i'm i'm blessed to do what i do and uh i'm just happy with where i am right now well boy on it's going down you versus darren till ufc rotterdam if it were up to you 
How would this fight go down, Boyan? Uh, I don't like the, that's my thing. I don't like to uh, to predict my fights. Uh, as I said, I'm my goal right now is to beat Darren Till in every aspect of the game. To beat him on the feet, to take him down, try to submit him, submit him, finish him with the punches, doesn't matter. My goal is to just out, outwork him, defeat him in every single aspect, to show him that uh, that he still didn't face uh, tough enough opponents in his career. I don't have anything against him. He's a, He seemed like a very good and interesting kid, but... Uh, I mean, uh, this is my this is my life. This is my business, and I'm gonna show that I'm better. So basically, your prediction is you're gonna be ready to fight there until at UFC Rotterdam. Until he doesn't give up. Yes, sir. Well, Boyan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. It's been an absolute pleasure. Let the audience know where they can follow you on social media and any message for the fans. Go ahead. Uh, fans, just uh, follow me, support me. I think I'm very passionate at what I do, and I think uh, I, I bring, uh, I have, I show that I can bring a lot to a table, and I think I'm working every day really hard uh, to show that I can do much better as well. Uh, my goal is to uh, to get close to top 20, top 15 by the end of this year, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to do so. Uh, you can also follow me on a uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter as uh, uh, Bojan Veličković MMA or Serbian Steel MMA. Uh, you can find me under either name. Uh, I appreciate your support. Uh, I appreciate all the love that I get uh, in a training camp before or prior to my fight and after. Uh, for haters, you can always uh, hate me too. Uh, that kind of motivates me as well. So uh, I don't have anything against you guys. You're more than welcome to uh, to keep hating and um, and throw uh, disgusting comments on my pictures <laughs> and uh, and my social media. So uh, thank you, um, Daniel, for the great interview, and uh, and I'll I'll be more than happy to talk with you to chat with you after my next fight. Thanks, man. And Boyan, if you don't got haters, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, brother. Take care, man. Take care, man. Bye. There you have it, folks. Darren Till and Boyan Velichkovich. Thank you so much for checking out this very special edition of Half the Battle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Shaq and I will be back next week to break down Mayweather McGregor, the money fight. May even have a special guest for that. And until the next time, let's catch these bets.